0: Welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Simon Blair, and with my co host Emma Doyle, we explore how to coach for success in both sport and business. And make sure you find us on Facebook where you can access all the latest episodes. Here's Emma.
1: Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle, here with fantastic, world-famous coach, love him to bits, um, Louis Kaye. Thank you so much for being on the show. The first question is the Vegemite question. You know the Vegemite, the spread, the Australian spread on bread. Have you tried it? Do you, it's You either love it or you strongly
2: dislike it. Have you tried it? <laughs> I didn't try it, unfortunately, but uh, next January, I will, for sure. <laughs>
1: I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you some. How about that? Um, in, in which case, you can choose um, either your best coaching moment or um, and not such not such a great coaching moment. And what are, what are the lessons there for the listeners? You can choose.
2: Uh, okay. Best coaching moment, I think, is the, when Sébastien and Daniel Néstor, won the gold medal against the famous Australian, the Wheaties in Sydney, yeah. against Australia in 2000. Yeah. Uh, being part of winning a gold medal is so special. And we felt it when we are coming back. Uh, if they win a slam, which they did, there's only some coverage in Tennis Special magazine. If you win a gold medal, it's in McLean magazine, it's everywhere. And in Canada, that year, we had just three gold medals as a country. So it was massive and uh, but it, it was mostly because the players were focusing on it for 2-3 years yeah. so to have think about it for so long I even do the um, mental rehearsal that you hear I saw the players on the podium national anthem, and I did everything I could do myself to be in a state of strongly believing in it uh, so yeah, I think that was the proudest moment of uh, yeah. when I started yeah. similar to that It was Jamie and Andy not doing well at the Olympics in Rio. And me saying to Jamie, say, you know what? The best way for that is to bounce back and go win the US Open and finish number one. And he was far too, we didn't think he could finish number one at that time. And he said, okay, let's do it. And then he won the US Open and finished number one. What do I mean by this? Is that Personally, I always find a reason to get motivated when it goes well and I find reason to get motivated when it goes not well so regardless what happened, I'll find a twist to to just keep going and get the best I can be
1: fantastic the next question is the sliding doors question so you know when your life is heading one way and then
2: something or someone happens
1: and you end up turning dramatically left instead of right we have many throughout our career is there one that stands out for you that's that that you could share with us about your coaching journey
2: uh, two very 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 specific one uh, one was i was about 25 I was going to apply to have a job in geography in a college, very excited, so in the elevator I say to a girl who was there, she said, you look excited, yeah. there's a job for that, geography, I think I'm going to get it, I'm going to apply, and I heard that I lost the job, to whom? To the person I talk in the elevator, who went to apply and got the job. So And because I didn't get the job, I said, I should coach tennis, at least earn some money, and then see if I will do a doctorate in geography or what I will do. And I loved it, and then I stick to coaching tennis. So that was a real sliding door, an elevator door, a real one. The second one, after the Olympics, I felt my career was okay. I was going 48-50. I said to my ex-wife, you know like at that time I'll stop and start to manage a club and I wanted to stop coaching tennis even going to life coaching a new challenge and suddenly something happened bang a real sliding door and first thing I know I was in love with a British woman (laughs) and to come and work here uh, life coach was not strong enough for me to to make a living and I I was sure I would get a job as a tennis coach, and I got back into tennis coaching. So love, so one a real sliding door, the other one just new love in my life, a British lady, and that's why I came to Great Britain.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, In one to a maximum of three words, what do you think makes a great coach?
2: Caring and vision beautiful. Could you expand a little bit on those two points? Uh, Caring, because I really believe in being learner center, athlete center, player center, whatever it is. And You cannot really be in that approach if you don't have a genuine care for your athlete or people you work with. And vision is to be able to, I think the player has a dream goal vision. And me, I will have a, a process vision. I will say they want to go there, I believe it goes there, and now this is what we need. And for that, I need the awareness of standard, assess them where they are, and how will I bridge a gap. And when I have a clear vision that I can bridge that gap, I know very well that they will succeed. And then I share that belief with them, and that makes like a synergy, and it happens very often
1: fantastic and even what you were saying before about care how many you're mentioning the players that you've worked with over many many years can you just mention that again just for
2: the- yeah i think when the, the player feel you have a genuine care and genuine belief in them and that they feel you can improve them i don't see why they will yeah. quit i don't do that for them to stay with me but uh, i'll touch with all the players i worked with was for four or five years and i didn't experience yet player like leaving me for another coach so not touch wood but I think it comes from people care what you know when they know that you care and I really believe in that yeah what's that one thing that really fascinates you that you
1: always want to know more about when you when you meet other successful coaches and business folk
2: what takes you to feel confident before a match some player will say, just give me a racket, man, and say, come on. Some say, but you know, there has to be some crowd. When it's a blue sky, I don't play very well. I have to have practiced a lot before, but I need to have win like quite a lot before when I lose. I don't. And they arrive with like, about 20 rules, which is all small belief in order to be confident. So I know they'll never be confident. So then I learned through Anthony Robbins, how you destroy these many beliefs and empower them so that they feel like I just have to step on the court. And I'm ready. So uh, I will read a lot on beliefs, emotion, how to validate emotions and all this. So I do a lot of uh, self-inquiring, self-reading websites. So I I do search a lot. I have a lot of questions, but I don't have the chance to ask a question directly to a person. Thank you so much for being on the show, Louis. Thank you, Emma.
1: And welcome to the coaching podcast i'm emma doyle here with sarah Bowell. pleasure to have you on the show thanks so much for being with us um the first question is the vegemite question you either love it or you hate it what's your take on vegemite
3: i hate it i can't even understand how i can't even
1: smell the stuff so yeah i'm my mate and vegemite and not for me in which case um either as a player or, or now in your career as a coach um or in the coaching industry could you share with us a, a coaching moment that didn't go so well? Um, and what is the lessons for our listeners? You know, maybe as a as a young player, maybe something someone said to you once. Um, can you think of something that as um, a listening that for our listeners around at the moment the, the way that i've
3: coached which either didn't work or, too well either or um I, a young coach or i just think well i think for me i was lucky enough to work with louis Caille for five years of my pro career and he taught me how to coach and at the time i was coaching ruth seaborn and i think what i was doing wrong initially was trying to do too much and too many things at once yeah trying to change everything and he's like just go back to the basics start with the rotation start with the legs the rhythm so I think those are the mistakes I made initially just mm-hmm. too like too excited to kind of sort things out quickly mm-hmm. so that that's what I probably got from it with Louie
1: that's, that's awesome because often we have so much knowledge don't we and we want to just put it out there. Um, and now on the flip side of that uh, your best coaching moment um, and what, what um, was it well
3: Nicholas later actually she went to Florida State University. She was on the tour for about seven years, but because it cost so much, she was coaching for a bit, then playing, then coaching. And nearing the end of her career, um, I said, Listen, I've got all this knowledge from Louis. Come and base with me in Iowa City. I'll teach you what he taught me. And in about six months, she went from 800 in the world to 160 in the world, got the wild card for Wimbledon. So in that like six-month period, I changed someone's entire kind of career, which was probably the most amazing thing I've ever done with my
1: coaching ability. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, The next question is a sliding doors question. So you know when your life's heading one way, something or someone happens and you end up turning dramatically left or right? Yeah. We have many throughout our career, um, player or coach. Um, Could you share with us uh, one of those moments um, along your journey? I've got a very specific one. Um, I was
3: £10,000 in debt and it was 2006 and I was very close to thinking, okay, £10,000 in debt, probably can't continue my pro career. I'm going to have to use my business degree that I got from University of Houston and do something else. But I was playing at the Birmingham tournament, got a wild card and I was playing Mel South And it was when Mel was very young, and the LTA said, whoever wins this match will get a main draw wild card for Wimbledon. So you can imagine the state of the tennis. It was very bad. We were both so nervous, and I ended up, I think it was 6-4 in the third or something. Got the main draw wild card, won a first round. Oh, wow. Beat um, a Polish girl, top 60 in the world. Got a bit more money in the bank. Had about 5,000 pounds extra. Decided to be a double specialist and then continued for another five years or so after that. So it was that one, it was that one match that changed my entire career basically.
1: That is such a cool, that's a cool sliding door story. Um, the next one is in one to a maximum of three words. What do you think makes a great coach? Um,
3: being passionate and caring, really. Passionate. I'll give you passionate, caring. You can have one more if you want it. And just dedicated. Yeah. All of those things. I, being passionate, positive, dedicated, then you know that they're going to trust you and they're going to believe in what you're teaching them and they're going to work hard for it. And that, as a coach, that's all I look for. If someone's willing to work hard, regardless of their ability, then I'm
1: going to help them. Beautiful. 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 Um, And finally, uh, when you get to meet other successful coaches, entrepreneurs, business people, what's that one question that you want to know more about from them? What's that one thing that intrigues you, one thing you're curious about that you really want to... These
3: are good questions.
1: Yeah. Thank you. The Coaching Podcast, we love great questions.
3: What do I want to know? I guess just how they started out and why why they're so passionate about what they do because that's what drives me. It's not the money or I don't I don't know. It's just it's basically just helping people and that's why I started. And it's nice to find out if that's why they started as well. Like I think when you're driven by money, you you don't do a very good job, especially in our industry. Um, so just why did you begin and how
1: did you build it up? So now I'm I'm, ge- I'm being a bit cheeky now for bonus bonus content. Um, what were you, you know? You talk about um, Louis Kaya having a, a big impact on your coaching career. What would you say, or is you know? You mentioned a couple of things earlier there technically. What, what, what are some of his gems that have stuck with you and, and um, in your coaching, if you, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, um,
3: attack the impact was a huge thing for me. When you're nervous in a match, you tend to kind of watch where the ball's going rather than focusing on the closest target to you and what you can control, and that's having a fast hand. Um, I love that one. Yeah, it's good. Attack the impact and just playing your best at the end. So you could it could be four all, you could have been having the worst match of your life, but it's four all, just pick your game up from there. And every time we had a close doubles match, he'd come on and he'd just say that and we'd turn the match around and everyone would be like, what did he tell you? Like, and I'm just like, yeah, just play your, and, play your best at the end and that was it. And that's what was great about Louis, it was always very basic. And it would seem obvious, but no one ever told me to keep my head still and watch the ball. So attacking the impact is probably the best thing he's ever told me.
1: Love those two pearls of wisdom. Thank you so much for being on the show and um, and also for helping so many people with the college pathway. I think it's um, fantastic what you're doing and keep it going. And Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. We need more female coaches. Yeah. We do. Hello and welcome to the coaching podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Andy Dowsett, my good friend and colleague. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm great to be here. Um, the first question is the Vegemite question. You either like it, love it, or you strongly dislike it or even hate it. What's your take on Vegemite?
4: I've, I've, I've never had it. I've never to had a Vegemite. I'm going to Seriously. Send you some. Is it an Australian? Yes. Yes. Right,
1: okay. 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 Next, I'm going to send you some. So in which case, you can now choose then your choice, either your best coaching moment and what was the lessons for our listeners, or a coaching moment that did go so well, even when you coach coaches, um, you know, a, like a, a, a negative experience um, that you've observed, and what was the lesson for the listeners. So choice is yours.
4: Do you know what? I'm going to go for my best coaching moment, mm. um, which only came about... Yesterday, Funny enough. One of my good friends, um, Danny Spatz. I don't know if you've ever heard of Danny Spatz. A great Argentinian coach, um, and he put this this YouTube video up about how to coach girls. And I've got this fantastic 11-year-old girl that looks looks like she's 15. Um, and I was watching this video. And I'm going, oh my god! is free free tips for teaching girls. Um, which you can go watch. It's on the PTR Facebook page as well. But three tips teaching teaching girls. I'm looking at it going, oh, my God, I do that. That is why she goes off and wins title after title after title. I'm sitting there going, I'm doing a good job.
1: Excellent. Can, can you share the three tips? Is that...
4: No, I can share the three tips. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, number one is it's all about having the girls stay at the baseline. Yep. So close to the baseline. Keep close to the baseline. Was mm-hmm. tip number one, which we do a lot of training on that. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is making sure that they hit the early ball. Yes. So hitting lots of early ball. Yeah, um, on the
1: rise.
4: Yeah, on yep. the rise. Uh, mm-hmm. We call it the early ball, on the rise. Yeah. Because um, we need, we need the rising ball on the opposite side as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say early ball and then rising ball on the opposite on side. The opposite side. Yeah. Time and space. Yep. So, yep. And then number three was all about making sure that they hit not patterns of play, but with directions to the corners, to the corners, wide, wide corners, corners, and generally keeping it away from the middle. Yes. Unless, obviously, unless it's to return of serve. Yes. Which then goes straight to the feet you see a lot of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Beautiful. The next question is a sliding doors question. So you know when your life is heading one way and then something or someone happens and you end up turning dramatically left or right.
4: What, away from that person?
1: It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you. Or, or, you know, your coaching journey, you know, or even why, why you're running PTR, Great Britain, or, you things like that, um, that, you could, that you could share with us?
4: Your sliding doors moment. My sliding doors moment. Wow. When, when you met me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I've known you for years. <laughs> Do you know, actually, I think one of my, my sliding door moments is, is when you meet people. Um, so I've got a guy that I've met at my club uh, called Brin, and he's a multi-multi-millionaire, and I've been working with his family for years. Um, and he's turned around to me one day and said Andy I love this club that you're working at we need to buy it together um, I'll give you a share in the club and there's your own club wow just through meeting one person who we get on really well with
1: yeah and relationship building
4: oh that's, definitely that is that's a that's brilliant that's story number one key for coaches mm. you've got to be a people's person Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely in one to a maximum of three words what do you think makes a great coach
4: for me you've got to have definitely passion and you've got to be a people's person um, and you've got to have knowledge you've got to go for the knowledge yeah. a lot of coaches out there don't educate themselves enough yeah. for sure
1: yeah. you and I are both in that world of continuing education and the importance of it yeah, beautiful yeah,
4: even if you just learn one thing and you travel the rest of the world around it. I can travel the whole world spend thousands of pounds just to learn one thing off one person like I've learned off you mm. See? and vice versa all the time
1: um, and the last question is when you get a chance to meet other you know I, I know you meet many coaches on, on your in your travels um, what's that one question that you love to ask of other coaches and other successful business entrepreneurs what are you always curious to want to know more about
4: for me I'd always say what's the biggest thing that you've done in your life to get you where you are now yeah I would ask that yeah I'm intrigued how. Other people got to where they were on their journey. Mm.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Thanks so much for being on the show. Not a problem. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Dan Santorum, CEO of the PTR, but just a, a all round great person. It's been lovely to know you over the last few years. Um, first question is the Vegemite question. You either love it or you strongly dislike it or you've never tried it, or do I need to
5: send you some? What's your take on Vegemite? Well, I've, I've been fortunate to have been to Australia for about six times, and uh, I've had it. I'm kind of uh, on it, okay. but I, I, can, I can stand it. Let's okay. put it that way
1: in which case i'll give you the choice um that then leads into to share with us your best coaching moment or um your worst coaching moment and what what are the lessons potentially you know if something didn't go so well what what could be the lessons for the listener or if something went amazing you know what what was also the lessons
5: for our listeners you know i had the pleasure of working for dennis vandermeer and uh i thought was the greatest teacher of adults ever and uh you know just traveling the world with him and meeting just so many different people from all around the the world that was probably the most uh, you know amazing experience i don't know if i can pick one yeah but I, I guess, you know, for me, too, is just teaching others, and, and um, given what I've learned to others, that's the most rewarding thing about coaching for and, me.
1: And even with Dennis, how would you, I, I never got the chance to meet him, uh, you know, I oh, was sorry, yeah. not yet, uh, yeah. um, what, 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 what would you say
5: about him? He, he was phenomenal, because he could bring 56 people, you know, in a camp, mm-hmm. and he would be able to look at everybody, and analyze their stroke, mm-hmm. and he would. Take you up into a room. There'd be a TV. He'd have his back to the TV, and he'd be able to start out and say, "Well, the first person you're going to see is Emma," and Emma's serving. She has a low elbow, and there's Emma shows up, and there, and he goes one through 56 without any notes, and and people are they're just blown away. He has them. He, he had that ability um, through the name recognition and kind of a photographic memory. And then, plus, his skills were just simply amazing. He could yeah, put the ball wherever he wanted, and he was funny. Mm-hmm. And that funny part really got yeah, got yeah, people yeah. to come back, yeah. you know. Awesome. Yeah.
1: The next question is the sliding doors question. You know when your life's heading one way and then something or someone happens, and you end up turning dramatically left or right. Um, we have many throughout our career, but is there one that stands out for you that you could share with us?
5: As far as so, so in other words, if things were going good, and then all of a sudden there was a road. But oh, and
0: your,
1: your, your journey's on, you know, on a pathway, and mm. um, and then you know somebody offers you a job that dramatically changes your life, or, or how you became yeah. CEO, or
5: yeah, well, the, yeah, the, how I became CEO is kind of a, a interesting right, thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the guys uh, quit. Uh, he was the manager of the pro shop. Well, when I was working for Dennis, before I was working for Dennis, I had experience in working in a pro shop. So. He said, can you do it? I'll give you $25 extra a week. I'm like, okay, Dennis. So one day the phone rings, and it's for Dennis. And he's on the phone, so I go back, you know, and, and uh, he's on the phone. He's, he's talking. He says, okay, okay. Well, I think you're making a big mistake, he says to the guy yeah. or gal. I don't know who he was talking to. And he looked at me, and he says, can you believe it? That's the 23rd person that's turned me down to become the CEO of PTR. And I just looked at him and I said, well, geez, Dennis, I'll give it a try. And he, he leaned back in his chair and he says, okay, let's see what you can do. And that's how I got, and I've been wow. doing it for 30-some years now. So wow. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. That is, that's yeah. an awesome one sliding doors moment where you go, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll take a chance. That's yeah. awesome.
5: Uh, right place, right time. In one to a maximum of three words, yeah, what do one. you think makes a great coach? Passion. It's passion. Yeah. I mean, knowledge and confidence is very important, but if you have the passion, my saying is Emma, passionate people inspire their students, and that's what coaches have to do. They have to inspire them, and that's how they're going to get better and love the game
1: and lastly um, when you get a chance to you know meet other successful coaches i'm sure in your role you you get that opportunity all the time what's that one question that you love to ask of others what's that one thing that you're always curious about and especially our listeners also business yeah. business people as well entrepreneurs um are you curious to know more about
5: boys if they're keeping up their education because yeah. continuing education is huge and and i'll go back to dennis you know one of the things he spoke at all these conferences like the lta conference here and um he wouldn't just show up and leave he would come speak and he would stay and listen and you know he used to say i would steal things from people but you know and that's that's how you gain knowledge and that's how you get And, and, you know, not having an ego to say, well, this person, I can't learn from Emma. Yeah, you can learn from Emma. Sure you can. That's what you're here for. So, yeah.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show and all your time and your advice and guidance.
5: Thank you, Emma. Thanks for coming to all the PTR Symposia. And, and, you know, you did a fantastic job in Rome. And we look forward to having you back in Hilton Head in
0: February. Emma Doyle is an international high-performance coach and motivational speaker helping people to unlock their inner coach. Her mission is to unleash female potential through her girl power camps and the confidence matrix program. She can be contacted on email via emma at emmadoyle.com.au or visit her website or Facebook page. And myself, well, for the best part of the last 25 years, I've been a coach of managers and their staff at the front line of sales and customer service. And uh, I would love your connection on LinkedIn. So search for me, Simon Blair, Contact Center Coach, and connect. You can also email me at simon.blair at 5degrees, that's F-I-V-E, 5degrees.com.au.